0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, لله rabbil alameen. Alayhi wa salatu wa أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه wa wa sallam, Abadu, <coughs> brothers and sisters, we're doing this series of uh, khutuq and reminders on the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Because this was a generation that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created <coughs> with two purposes: an immediate purpose and a long-term purpose. The immediate purpose was to help Rasulullah in his mission, and there was no such generation created for any other Nabi. We see people, for example, ﷺ had his disciples, a few people, and so on. But otherwise, Musa salam had his own, has one person, his brother, no one else. With Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created an entire generation of people to help him in his mission because he was the last and final of the Prophets alaihi salam. And so therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created a special generation because this was a magnificent enterprise and it had to go on for a very long time. And the second reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the generation, and if you think about this, if you read about the Sahabah, every single one of them is unique. Every single one of them is unique. So it is very difficult. I mean, from in the in terms of darajat and so on and so forth, of course, it's not our job to sit and give darajat to anybody. Allah gives the darajat. But I'm saying that we know, for example, that Abuka Siddiq Radalanu has a special status and so on. But other than that, if you try to choose between one or the other of the sahaba, it is very difficult. Now, mercifully, there is no need to do that, but I'm saying even if you did, it's very tough because each one is unique. Each one is very, very special. And today I want to remind myself and you about one of the greatest of them who was Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiyallahu anhu. And he has the special distinction of the title which Rasulullah gave him which was Aminul Ummah. He said he is the Amin. he is the Trust-bearer of the Ummah. Uh, Imagine, see, one is to get titles. And of course, people give themselves titles. But otherwise, also you get titles. Uh, But the key thing is not what the title is. The key thing is who gave you that title. right? Who gave you this title? Because many titles are not deserved. People give it. and some Sometimes they are out of love. People will say something. They call you something. Alhamdulillah, this is good. MashaAllah, no, no. But if the person believes that this title is, you know, really worth something, then you are crazy. Because that's not really worth anything. But here, this is the title being given by the Rasul of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, Amin Ummah. And even that title itself. Because this word mean, this title of Amin is whose title? Is Nabi Sallallahu title himself, right? as ul Ameen. And he calls Abu, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah Amin al-Ummah. Abu Ubaidah Ameen they say his appearance was very striking. He was a very slim and tall man. And he had a face which was illuminated with noor, very bright face. And uh, he had a, of course, they all had beards, so he had a beard. And uh, he was uh, very pleasant to look at. He was a very handsome man. He was also extremely courteous, he was very, very good manners, very courteous, very humble, very shy. But in a difficult situation, he was a very tough man. He was a great warrior. So it was not that the uh, softness and humility and good manners uh, was a sign of weakness. It was not. It was a sign of strength. And this is something to understand and remember that it's the it is the weak people who make a lot of noise. <clears throat> Right, The strong people, they don't have to scream and, and rave and rant because, you know, you are strong. I, mean, I don't have to prove it to anybody. And that is why good manners is a sign of strength. Rasulullah said the strongest person is the one who can overcome his own anger, who does not allow his anger to overcome him. Now, um, Rasulullah said three people in the tribe of Quraysh were most prominent and had the best character and were the most modest if they spoke to you, they would not deceive you. And if you spoke to them, they would not accuse you of lying. One was Abu Bakr siddiq the other one was Uthman bin Affan, and the third third one was Abu Ubaidah ibn jarrah radiyallahu manhu uh, He was one of the first people to accept Islam, as-sabi uh, He became Muslim one day after Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, and it was through Abu Bakr siddiq radiyallahu anhu, that he came to Islam. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu took him, he took Abdurrahman ibn Auf Uthman ibn Ma'zun, and Al-Arqam bin Abu Al-Arqam to Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, and together they, um, they accepted Islam. So Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, after he accepted Islam, first day, these four people, they also accepted Islam. Um, Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu lived through the whole period of Makkah, all the harsh experience, uh, all the torture, all the trials, tribulations, and tests, uh, but he remained one of the most strongest people to uh, to remain in Islam and to to uh, work for Islam. And then in the Battle of Badr, he was one of the Badrī and he was one of the people who fought in the fought in the Battle of Badr. And in that battle, he had a a uh, very, very difficult and a very harrowing <laughs> experience. Now, Abu Baita was in the vanguard, he was in the front, and uh, he was one of the great warriors of the of uh, Alaihi Sallam. And so, people, uh, you know, they were afraid to fight him. And then one man came and came right in front of him. Abu Baita tried to avoid him. And eventually the man blocked Abu Ubaidah radiallahu Anhu's path and they were face to face. And uh, in the battle Abu Ubaidah radiallahu struck one blow to the man's head and the man fell to the ground and he died instantly. And that was a very tough experience because the man was Abdullah ibn al-Jarrah, the father of Abu Ubaidah. Radiallahu anhu. Now obviously Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu did not want to kill his father but... Uh, as it happened, uh, he not only killed, he had to kill the father because the father was killing him in the battle. This happened and it was something that, you imagine the kind of test that is for the person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him to this test and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala found him uh, and helped him through this test. And he killed him, Not he killed him because of the position and the stance that he took, not because of any personal enmity because obviously he was his father. It is, it is because of this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, uh, Surah Mujadila, the translation of which Allah said, you will not find a people believing in Allah and the last day, making friends with those who oppose Allah and His Messenger. Even if these were their fathers, their sons, their brothers or their clan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed faith in their hearts and strengthened them with a spirit for Him, spirit from Him. He will cause them to enter Jannah, beneath which streams flow that they may dwell therein forever. Allah is well pleased with them and they are well pleased with him. And they are the party of Allah and it is not the party of Allah uh, and is not the party of Allah, the successful ones. The uh, response of uh, obviously the Abu Veda ibn Jarrah when confronted uh, with his father in the battle of Badr, uh, it was not unexpected because this is what was expected that when they are fighting for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are fighting only for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and there is no one who comes in between. Uh, it is related by Muhammad bin Jafar, one of the compa- uh, Sahaba, that a Christian delegation came to Nabi sallallahu wa Sallam, and they say they said to him, Ya Abul Qasim, that was Nabi sallallahu wa Sallam's kunya, uh, send one of your Sahaba with us, one with whom you are well pleased to to judge between us on some questions of property about which we have a disagreement. And we have a high degree of respect for you as Muslims. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, come in the evening and I will send with you one who is strong and trustworthy. So Umar al-Khattab said, heard Nabi Sallallahu say this. And later on, he said, I went to the Zohar prayer early, hoping that I would be the one who Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would send because he said somebody who is strong and trustworthy. When Nabi Sallallahu finished the salah, he turned around and he began to look left and right. Sayyidina Ammar said, I raised myself so that he could see me. But he continued to look among us until he spotted Abu Ubaida ibn al-Jarrah. He then called him and he said, go and judge among them with the truth about what they are in disagreement about. And so Abu Ubaida was the one who was trusted. He was not only trustworthy, but he displayed a great deal of strength in the discharge of his trust. Now one day Rasulullah s.a.w. dispatched a group of his sahaba to meet a Quraysh caravan and he appointed Abu Baidah r.a. as the leader and he gave them a bag of dates and nothing else as provision. Abu Baidah r.a. gave to each man under his command only one date every day. And this man would suck on this date like a child would suck on the breast of his mother and he would then drink some water and this was good for him for the whole day. Now one day, on the day of Ahud, when, Mus- when the Muslims were being routed and the mushrikeen, uh, they started shouting, uh, they say, somebody shouted, show me Muhammad, show me Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Abu Ubaidah was one of the group of 10 Muslims who circled Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi and protected him against the mushrikeen. Uh, when the battle was over and it was found that one of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi teeth was broken and his forehead was uh, injured and two disks from his uh, from the mail that he had was wearing penetrated into his cheeks uh, abubakar radhlanu went forward uh, with the intention of extracting but abubayr radhlanu said leave that to me he was afraid that he would cause rasulullah sallallahu alaihi uh, more pain if he used his hand to remove the disks so he used his teeth he bit on the metal with his teeth and he uh tried to extract it he did it but he broke his teeth in the process uh, so two of his incisor teeth got broken in the process and uh, Abu Bakr uh, smiled and said Abu Ubaidah is the best of men at breaking incisor teeth <laughs> so he's, he's the best of people to break teeth uh, Abu Ubaidah Radyalanu continued to be involved uh, with the life of Mr. Sallam and uh, after he passed away when they met in the uh, the, the Banu Sa'adah, place of Banu Sa'adah in the Saqifa, of Banu Sa'adah, uh, the day what's called the Day of Saqifa. Uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Anhu said to Abu Ubaidah, he said, stretch, stretch out your hand and I will swear allegiance to you. For I heard Rasulullah sallallahu saying, every ummah has an ameen and you are the ameen of this ummah. Abu Ubaidah, Anhu said, I will not put myself forward in the presence of a man whom Rasulullah sallallahu commanded to lead us in prayer, and who led us right until Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's passing away, and then he gave his bayah to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq al and he continued to be his close advisor. So this is one of the see the see. The, I mean, at that point in time, there are people who are willing to give him bayah. You see, we make you the khalifa. He said no. This is the integrity of the individual, right? He said no. He said, and he's one of the people. He said, who among you will be will accept? That you are the Imam and Abu Bakr prays behind you. And people said, they said, no, we cannot do this. And he gave Baya to them. Uh, <clears throat> and then Abu Baidah, uh, he came to the Khilafah of uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab. عنه, and Abu Baidah gave him also his bayah, And he did not disobey him except in one matter. And that happened uh, in Syria. Uh, in Sham, when the Muslim uh, army was fighting and winning, uh, the river of Euphrates was on one side, and Asia Minor on the other side, and that is when the plague hit the people of uh, of, of Sham, and it was devastating. I mean, we are we are looking at just imagine this thing. We are looking at COVID, COVID at its worst time. Absolutely worst time, it was 2020. COVID at its worst time had a fatality rate of 1.5%. Which means that 99, 98.5% of, out of 100 people, 98, you can't have half person, but meaning 90, 99 people survived COVID, 1% died. This plague they are talking about had a fatality rate of 90%. So if 100 people got plagued, 90 died. That was so terrible, that is unimaginable. This COVID is like a joke compared to the plague that we are talking about. This COVID is like a like a picnic, right? And we are so worried about COVID, this is nothing. That plague was so severe, it was so terrible. It completely wiped out Europe. And then it came into Sham and it practically wiped out Sham as well. So uh, Abu Vaidhar Ardelan was in the battle, he was in, in Sham... And Sayyidina Omar Ad-e-Lanu dispatched, sent him a letter saying, um, I am in urgent need of you. If my letter reaches you at night, I urge you to leave before dawn. And if the letter reaches you during the day, I urge you to leave before evening and come to me. When Abu Ubaidah Aradil received Sayyidina Omar's letter, he said, I know why Amirul al-Mumineen means me. He wants to secure the survival of someone who, however, is not eternal. He's saying he's saying that I know why he's calling me. He's calling me to save me. But he knows, he says, I'm not eternal. I, know I will die one day. So he wrote a letter. He said, I know why you need me. But I'm in an army of Muslims. And I have no desire to save myself from what is afflicting them. I do not want to separate from them until Allah wills. So when this letter reaches you, release me from your command. And permit me to stay on. When Sayyidina read the letter, he wept and wept and wept. And they asked him, ya, uh, Amir al has Abu Ubaidah radiallahu died? He said, no, but death is near to him. Now, Sayyidina Ammar was right in his intuition because very soon after, Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah radiallahu uh, anhu, he uh, contracted plague and he passed away. As uh, he was nearing death, he spoke to his army, he said, let me give you some advice. Which will cause you to be on the path of righteousness. What is the first thing he says? He says, Akimus Salah. He said, Establish salah. Then he said, fast in the days of Ramadan. He says, Give sadaqa, make hajj and umrah, remain united and support one another. Be sincere to your commanders and do not conceal anything from them. Don't let the world destroy you, for even if man were to live a thousand years, he will still end up in this state that you see me in. Meaning that I am dying. And he said, peace be upon you and the mercy of Allah. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. And Abu Ubaidah Then he turned to Muad bin Jabal who was there and he said, Oh Muad, make the, uh, perform the prayer with the people. Be their imam. And at this he passed away. Subhanallah. Uh, this thing ends with his dua. Oh people, you are stricken by death. And Mu'ad bin Jabal then got up and he said to people, O people, you are stricken by the death of a man, by Allah. I do not know whether I have seen a man who had a more righteous heart, who was further from all evil and who was more sincere to his people than this man. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his mercy on him and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be merciful to you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this dua for all of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that we live our lives in obedience to him in the service of his deen and on the sunnah of his blessed uh, uh, habib and his Khalil muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam and in keeping with the uh, ways of the sahaba ridwanullahi alayhim ajmain and we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to take us in that state when he is pleased with us wa sallallahu ala wa wa ajmain